Welcome to a special disappointing edition of the A160 as Sarah Bradshaw is not here. My name is John Hart, and that's what makes it the disappointing edition of the show. And now your congenial host, Chris Hagarian, as the crowd goes wild. Our lovely substitute teacher sitting in for us. Uh, <laughs> now you kids, let me wag my finger at you. Uh, John Hart sitting in with us. This is a, this is a, a rare, uh, it's a privilege, and it's an honor. I think this has only happened... Three times, this is show 135. So that's pretty awesome. Thanks for coming. Well, I heard that you, about your guest. Yeah, that's, it, how, that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's the voice of Mike Ducharme. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. This is the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. What's happening this month on this show? Every Tuesday at six o'clock for five weeks, we're going to sit down with some of my favorite people who also happen to be the promoters in this town that book your favorite bands in your favorite rooms and give you. Some of the greatest moments, the greatest memories of your life. And I'm really excited about it. I'm already enjoying it because we've all been talking for half an hour and there's not a band playing. And we're in a room with no other people and nobody else needs anything. So this is like <laughs> this is like the end of The Wizard of Oz when we pull the curtain back. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. You know, I, I, you know I'm in meetings all the time and people, uh, people always want to know like the backstage experience and People love the word writer. You know, everyone wants to talk about writers. Um, and I, I always think that stuff's silly, uh, having had to deal with them for so long now. But um, so this month on the show, it's all promoters. Uh, this week we have Mike Ducharme. Say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike works with AEG, The Midland. Uh, he's working with the brand new, not open yet, The Truman. He works with Power and Light. He works on Beach Ball. He works on, do you do Hot Country Nights? I do Hot Country Nights. Do Record Bar, right? Really, yeah, the yeah, smaller do. shows in the in the clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've done stuff in other markets while, while also being here, some booking in other markets. Um, so he's with us this week. Next week is Frank Hicks from Knuckleheads. The week after that is Pat Fielder from Mammoth. The week after that, Jackie Becker from Up to 11. And the week after that, Brett Mostman from Pipeline and also Crossroads KC. I'm excited about it. I hope you can tune in. And if you miss an episode, you can check us out on our podcast. We go up uh, not too long after we air uh, at uh, bridge909.org. Usually I have to point to Sarah because I can, for whatever reason, never remember that, even though it's written 18 inches from my face <laughs> on the wall. That would just presume that you could read. Yes. <laughs> so so to do this show, I, I, wrote, I wrote, you know, we have a segment on this show called uh, Seven Questions, and whenever bands uh, come in, musicians come in, I always kind of grill them over these seven questions. And so I was kind of toying with that, and some of those are in here, and then some specific to the fact that you are a promoter. So we're just going to jump in to a little bit about who, who you are, Mike Ducharme. Uh, where are you originally from? I'm originally, I was born in Colorado Springs. I went to school in Fort Collins, and then I started working in the industry in Denver, I guess. And then you spent a good amount of time in Denver booking. I spent and a lot of time in Denver. I started out as an account for a concert company. Um, I was doing shows in college um, for their concert committee at CSU, and then uh, started interning in an accounting department at Fake Concerts. And then I moved, kind of went through ticketing, went through marketing, and became a junior buyer and eventually a buyer. And ended up out in LA. And then I, well, I went to New York next. Oh. I switched. I stayed in Denver for, I guess, about. About, about 13 years, 14 years in Denver, working in the, con- in the concert business for different promoters there. 
and then I moved to New York and worked for a company called Artist Group International, and I worked on the agency side and worked with Lincoln Park and Typo Negative and Placebo and Seven Dust. And oh, Papa Placebo. Roach. I, I should I say this. <laughs> Mike said, he, as he's originally from Colorado and did 13, 15 years out there, a few years ago I spent New Year's Eve with Mike in, <laughs> in Denver. Uh, there's a huge event called Decadence. It's this three-room, and when I say room, think like Bartle Hall, of uh, electronic music. And uh, Mike in Denver is Mikey D., <laughs> I didn't pay a cover. I didn't wait in line. I didn't buy a drink. I don't think I bought a meal. And it was just like, it's the doors just, it's like uh, Moses in the Red Sea. Just, it was ridiculous. And uh, I mean, I think it's, you know, from a different time in your life, you probably lived out in those venues a lot. You went out a lot. And um, so essentially, what you're saying is he's Denver's version of Chris Agarian. I was probably at a time I was out. I was at every show. I think I got a little bit older. I enjoyed my house a little bit more now than I used to. So how long have you been booking here in Kansas City? I moved out here. It'll be eight years in September. And so it was straight to the Midland? I went from well, from New York, then I went to L.A., and I did a, a year in L.A. at the Viper Room, which was I can't even imagine the stories. <laughs> but uh, it was not nearly as, as exciting probably as it was when Johnny Depp owned it. Yeah. But, um, came out here in September of 2009, and uh, my focus primarily initially was just the Midland. Yeah. Right. So, One of the, the, the things that I'm always too close to as a person who hardly ever gets to travel, but, I mean, do, can you see, having come in from another market, you were uh, born and uh, went to college in Colorado and then spent time in L.A. and New York, I mean, can you speak to what maybe is happening in Kansas City? I mean, you've been here for a while now. But, um, I mean, it seems like there's some cool things happening here, special things happening here. Uh, Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, I think every, whenever I think about Kansas City, everybody says the word community. I think people outside the group we're working with, from the, the guys from Nashville, Chris and Josh, who are doing the Truman. Um, the Truman, by the way, is a brand-new venue opening up at Truman Road and Cherry. 601 the, East Truman Road. There it is, Man. in the East Crossroads <laughs> District. Um, it's supposed to open uh, mid-September. It opens September First show 16th is with Tech, Tech Nine, Nine. Yep. and uh, I'm looking very forward to Slow Dive there in November. Go ahead, go back to that. Um, it's, I think you know everybody. Just I've, I've lived on both coasts. I think just people are personal. I think there's a sense of community. There's a real sense of of pride in Kansas City, which I haven't seen. You know, outside of uh, Denver's definitely got that too, but I don't think you don't get the same sense of community. But I think everybody here, the real community around everything. You know, I feel like that. I feel like I've had opportunities to, to move on or potentially move to other markets, sure. but I, I found it here and I'm happy here. Instead of moving on, you just take on more. <laughs> I, I have a problem with that, I think. I continue to, you know. You do have some good people helping you Absolutely. out. Absolutely, I got some great Neil people. Smith, Neil Smith, Katie Harrington, Katie Harrington Casey or, Osborne. And, and our marketing team, and I think everybody down to our ticketing guy, Travis. Candy. Everybody, Travis, our accountant, it's a definitely a team effort. Yeah. So. Um, some of the questions I threw at you in advance, um, I wanted to know what was perhaps your first concert that you went to as a young lad, perhaps in Colorado somewhere. I think there was probably an Olivia Newton-John show with my parents, but I think after that, I think my sister was supposed to be babysitting me. I think I was in fourth grade, and I was taken to Scorpion's Quiet Ride at the Pueblo State Fair. 
And oh, I, Pueblo. <laughs> my and, mom and was that born was in for Pueblo. me. I was, I was sold. I was, from then on, I knew what I was going to do. So on the, <laughs> on the, on the Olivia Newton-John to Scorpions, <laughs> like where do you fall on that graph? Far from both, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I asked you a same version of that question. What was the first show that you booked? And this is interesting because you, you said it was Pat Metheny. I think, you know, I started in college and I was definitely involved. In you booked him in Denver? Or I booked it that Pat Metheny was in Denver. So maybe there was some fate there that he's from Lee Summit. It was like, I you think end up here. I kept sending offers and I wasn't getting shows. I was working, you know, and my boss called and just, he told this agent guy, Richard, just please sell him the show. You know, and I think I got it. I was so excited that I finally, this was like my first call when an agent called me and said, you know, you're confirmed. And I was like, that, that was an exciting moment for me. It was Pat Metheny. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I'm sure the first show, I mean, <laughs> I remember how I was floating at, after the first middle of the map yeah. just to be part of something like that. And, uh, you know, you're hanging out with the people who everyone else has paid, you know, hard-earned money to see. Um, and I guess that goes along to this next question. Of everything you've seen, who have you been most starstruck by? It's I don't normally get – I get starstruck if I meet a hockey player because I'm a big hockey fan, which is super weird. I mean, but I think as far as musicians, I met Bruce Springsteen. We did a three-show run at the Paramount Theater, and they were all – acoustic shows he had 25 guitars <laughs> lining the steps he played a different Good guitar Lord. with every song and like after the show i met him and i was i'm not even a, i'm not going to say i'm a huge bruce springsteen fan but it was like i was meeting bruce springsteen this was the boss when i was young and i was like i remember that moment i always remember that yeah moment. yeah that's awesome uh well we are going to play some music as well as talk during the show uh the first song we're going to play is from fleet foxes the song is called white winter hymnal they are here next week at your venue at the midland tuesday They're here on tuesday night the show is presented by this station 90.9 the bridge and my mothership inc magazine happy to be part of that show and um there's still tickets some some tickets available yeah, jump on the midlands website and grab some i'm excited and I, I wrote about this in ink this week it's this band that they existed and they were toured constantly and then just disappeared. Like seven years ago. <laughs> just disappeared. And since they've disappeared, their fan has their audience has snowballed, and it's mm -hmm. become this huge mass of people. And this will be the first time a lot of people have ever had the chance to see them play, and it should be a pretty amazing night. Uh, opening up the night is Sandy, which used to be Alex G, uh, and nice indie pop electronic act. Should be a fun show. But here's music from Fleet Foxes. Catch them at the Midland on Tuesday, August 8th.
scarves of red tied round their throats to keep their little heads from falling in the snow. And I turn round and there you go. And Michael, you would fall and turn the white snow red as strawberries in summertime.
That was music from Radiohead. The song is called All I Need, and you're listening to the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. Uh, if you missed the first segment of the show, this is our special month. We're doing Promoter Month. We're having different promoters in from five different promotion companies around town and here in Kansas City and in Lawrence. And this week we're joined with our special guest, Mike Ducharme, who works for AEG, The Midland, uh, The Truman, Stuff of Power and Light, and I could keep going and going and going. <laughs> uh, but thanks for coming in. Uh, we did just play music there from Fleet Foxes, which are at Midland on Tuesday night, and then we played music from Radiohead right there, which is foreshadowing one of my next questions from Mike Ducharme as we continue to go through my very long list of questions. Uh, what's your favorite show? I know that's a terrible question to put, ask anyone on the spot, which is why I sent it to you last week. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> thought about it, and it's not a question I don't know. Like I. I don't keep a, as well. I don't keep lists like you do. And you I keep tickets. Do you keep ticket stubs? I do have tons of ticket stubs, and I. How do you even get a stub? I know where my my stubs are in a folder in my mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> like I, there became but, a time. But now where I you're not, not keep, I going not. to the box office to take a stub. No, I, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I have laminates. <laughs> I don't keep. Now those he keeps either, the though. guest list. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So favorite show. I know you've rattled off a few here that I that I took note of. But one of them was Radiohead, which is why we played that song. Yeah, they played it. Right. I mean, they Rocks. played in Denver, and they got their gear stolen at the Ogden. So they didn't come back to Denver for, it was like eight years. The Ogden, something. is all, it, that's an uptown-sized room just outside of yeah. downtown Denver. And then they came back, and they, their first show back was Red Rocks, and they, I was like five rows back. They played three hours, and I don't, I, it felt like ten minutes. Like, I didn't, wow. it was amazing. So that that's probably one of my top shows. You had some commas in here. You also had a... Ramstein at the Ogden. Ramstein I'm gonna guess you the, booked that. I booked that yeah. show. I fought hard. That's when I first started really promoting for Universal concerts in Denver. Um, it, the band had sold 1,200 like 98 units in Denver, and we sold 1,200 tickets. So well, they had they did the full pyro. I had the fire department there at the Ogden. Yeah, at the Ogden. They had, <laughs> it was so that was that's up there in the shows that I've seen. You know, uh, you mentioned Dead Can Dance at Boulder Theater. Boulder Theater is like. A little bigger than the bottleneck, and right in downtown Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful spot, and it reminds me a lot of like Liberty Hall, kind of. It has yeah. the same kind of vibe as that. But I I was still in college, and I just they have you know ten or fifteen musicians on stage, and how how tight they were together it was a, that was a great show. I always remember. And then you had one more, which was also one of my favorite shows that you've ever booked. Nick Cave at the Midland. I can't take a hundred percent credit. We our touring guys did work on Nick Cave, but I mean that was. Probably for me, the show I was most excited about that I've seen and had at the Midland. Um, I did get a chance to smoke a cigarette with Nick Cave post, yeah. post show, which is like, that's probably the second most starstruck I've been. I mean, I'm a huge fan. It's probably one of my favorite. Did you talk hours. about anything or just uh, the weather and it was so, how the I, show it was, I think he just wanted to go have a cigarette and I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to. Bother him. That, I just was happy to stand there. That and smoke might be a cigarette cooler. next. Yeah. To Did you offer to light his cigarette, or I just showed him the point. I just showed him the way to smoke. <laughs> um, so that that was the favorite show that you've seen, and some of there was overlapping of what you, that you booked as well. But some more on the favorite shows you booked. You mentioned some more of those shows. Um, Bauhaus would Bauhaus played. I think this was probably '97 when they did a full reunion tour. Um, I was competing with another company in Denver. I sent an offer, they sent an offer, I sent a great marketing plan. The agent called me and said, you're not getting the show, we're gonna sell it to the, your competitor, but can we use your marketing plan? And then 
I went to work for my competitor and got to do the show. So I don't know if I bought that show or if I booked it. But for me, it was I was a huge fan of Bauhaus growing up, and I think I still am. And I was just really excited to be a part of that show. Yeah. So. Uh, a couple others there. One I can't even imagine having been at uh, Fat Boy Slim Fat Boy and the Chemical Brothers at Red Rocks. We started something in '99 called Rave on the Rocks, and it was uh, Fat Boy Slim and Chemical Brothers, like you said, and it was sold out it was kind of unheard of to have something on that scale that far back in, in the EDM world and it it took several different names to get to what it is now called global dance and uh it's now it's like 18 years you know and it just did years. they just did two nights at mile high so it's it's crazy to see what it's grown into but i think what do you put in mile high like 45 50 they put well they thousand? did 20,000 they built a spot out of the parking lot but they did 20,000 oh, wow. so it was a big day so that's crazy. I did not get to go this year. Though. <laughs> um, well, the next the next block of music we're going to play, we're going to play a song from Nick Cave, one of the favorite shows that you've seen and also helped book. And then uh, one of my favorite shows that you booked, and I still can't believe that I got to see the shows, Leonard Cohen, uh, when he played Your Room back uh, November 9th, 2009. And uh, I've told the story uh, when he passed away recently of how that show, I mean, if you recall, the ticket price was just staggering. Yeah. And uh, I remember I went to the show and I walked in and I saw the merch. I saw t-shirts and posters. And I'm like, who, who's going to buy a, a Leonard Cohen t-shirt or a poster? And the show, I was with Bill Brownlee, you know, two pretty jaded dudes sitting there. <laughs> and both of us are just like so lost in this. And it felt like you were watching a Hollywood production of a Leonard Cohen show. It felt like you were watching something made from television, mm -hmm. from a movie. And it was so good and so dramatic, and he kept doing these big uh, knee bends and falling to the falling to the ground. Were you there, John? No, no. Um, that. You did you get to watch much of it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's out there in a three-piece suit. He was seventy-two, I think, at the time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he's, of course, since passed. Um, but just a ridiculous show, and uh, by far one of my favorite things that you've ever booked. So in this next block, we're going to hear Leonard Cohen. Um, and then we're going to hear some music from Nick Cave. And uh, I've said it a lot on the show. I can't believe I get to play music like this on this the radio. This is going to be a very gloomy segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to smoke with your radio, this would be the time to light them up. Uh, here's music from Leonard Cohen. The song is called Chelsea Hotel. This is from, uh, this was recorded in 2009. It came out on a record that I got. It's a live, it's a professional live recording. But this is the same tour uh, this is a couple months before he was here in Kansas City. So I thought it'd be a good reference point. But here's Leonard Cohen. Got away, didn't you be? Are you 
Saturday, August 19th at the Saline County Fairgrounds, Eclipse Entertainment presents the Cosmic Concert, part of Marshall, Missouri's Solar Eclipse Celebration, featuring Violet and the Undercurrents. Plus Cauldron Point, the Cosmic Loners, the Danny Thompson Band, and Boogie Band. Family activities, food and drink vendors, camping and lodging available for the full weekend's activities. Tickets and more information available at MarshallMoSolarEclipse.com. with Violet and the Undercurrents in Marshall, Missouri, Saturday, August 19th, in support of the bridge. you in. 
music from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. The song is called Red Right Hand. We played that because it's one of Mike Ducharme's favorite shows he's booked. Uh, you're listening to the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. And uh, this this month, every Tuesday at 6 o'clock, we're hanging out with different promoters that book your favorite bands and your favorite venues all throughout Kansas City and Lawrence. And Mike Ducharme's hanging out with us this week. Say hi. Hi. And you'd spoken earlier and said that the... Uh, Nick Cave show you booked at the Midland was one of your favorite shows that you've booked and favorite shows. Uh, so I thought we'd play it, and then I played music from Leonard Cohen because it's one of my favorite shows that you've ever booked. And we're going to do one more of those uh, selfishly for me uh, in the next segment as well. Because <laughs> it's all about Chris. I got to fit it in when you can. Like, how many times do I get a chance to play Chance the Rapper on the show? Yeah. Um, Let's get to some more questions. Um, and, and by the way, too, I wish we could sell like a bootleg copy of what we're talking about while y'all are listening to the music. <laughs> we had a conversation about Jimi Hendrix driving around Denver in 1968, trying to come conscious in a in a in a, in a convertible. That's what's going on in the studio here. Uh, good stuff, and uh, I'm looking forward very forward to this month. Um, so the, there's always, uh, and we were talking about it at, on a personal note concerts that you've uh, missed and the one that has eluded you perhaps uh, professionally and maybe also personally um, and you said well I said uh, Johnny Cash obviously like that was the one I never I've never seen him so I think you know I've had opportunities where I probably where I could have seen him in Denver but I, I didn't go for whatever reason and that's right. when I, I'll you know you can't never gonna see him so yeah PJ Harvey's the other one I think you know never booked it loved it I've seen her and she's like out just was just she out just played out in Minneapolis. We had offers in to try and bring her here, and it didn't come together. But John, what about you? We were talking off air, and you'd mentioned. Well, you know, I did miss the Leonard Cohen show, which I'm really kicking myself about. Right. But the two big ones from back in the day were um, uh, Frank Sinatra. You know, it's uh, like I'm not a, really a Sinatra he, guy. He played he play? Kemper. Kemp, wow. And I and I just and so did Elvis, and that's my other one. And you know, both those tickets were out there. You could go get them. You could go buy them. You know, I mean, a, it, a ballpark on year. Oh, you know, I don't. I mean, I was old enough that I. I mean, I had my driver's license. Sure. You know, so I mean, it. But it was uh, twenty years. It ago. was before they died. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was sort of like the when they quit touring. Those dates coincided. Yeah. But yeah, you can't go back. You know, I. Um, the one that I was really have always been really proud of, actually making sure that I did do is I got in a car when I was seventeen or eighteen and and went to. Um, went to St. Louis to see George Harrison, mm. you know, so that was, that's the one that I was lord over people. Yeah. Because that was amazing. I mentioned uh, Elliot Smith on a personal level. I, I'd gone back and done a deep dive on looking at his dates in the area, and I believe it was 1995 or 96, I was sitting in a dorm up on the hill in Lawrence at KU, and he was down uh, playing the bottleneck, and I could have been at that show. Didn't didn't get to see that one. Um. More questions for you, and I know we talk about riders. People talk about riders, and it makes the news when Jack White gets out that he wants certain type of guacamole. And I know people love to talk about riders. The Smoking Gun had that segment. Maybe they still do on band riders. Um, so if you want to speak to that, and, and I asked you who had the silliest rider uh, that you've ever seen. 
and your answer was shocking. John Tesh, and I, I hope you don't play any John Tesh. <laughs> no John Tesh in today's catalog. He had a, uh, and I think, you know, like he had a WWF action figure that had to be present at settlement. So we actually did get an action figure. This is back at what? Red Rocks probably in 19... 19- 95, I think, 96. You'd send a, like a runner to the toy we, store. We pre-shopped it, but we had, oh. I think we had Randy Macho Man Savage. Rest ready for it. And I had nothing, I mean, he doesn't, he's not president in settlement, but I think he wants, I think it's more just to make sure you read it than right. anything else. And that, that's <laughs> how I think a lot of that stuff feels. And you know, you're doing it day to day, and then I'm doing it on Middle of the Map and Boulevardia and some of those things, but I've never fulfilled a writer. I don't, I don't think, I mean, there's a big <laughs> stamp we have that says per advance, and yeah, stamp everything. I mean, mostly you know, we cross, we out. cross not, out and write festival catering. We're not buying you socks and gonna give you Chipotle, <laughs> and we hope you like it. The okay, only so just I'm sorry, but why would you refuse to buy socks, but you'll buy uh, a wrestling action? Figure? I think that was just more out of principle. I just think I'd be bad. I just won't buy people socks. Wash, do your socks. Like do your own laundry. It's on like, every writer. Socks are on yeah, everybody. What he wants? Condoms, cigarettes. <laughs> and socks yeah, and <laughs> bottles and <laughs> bottles of like yeah um the, the only thing i've ever done that we actually fulfilled the writer on was i helped out with the american royal a few years ago and big and rich played mm-hmm. and the chiefs bought everything on that rider and it was unbelievable like <laughs> uh it is so much stuff but you know and that's how it is if the, these riders have staples and then they and left it it was all still there absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and uh i don't know where all that ended up uh but uh Riders, it's just one of those funny things, and um, you know, it's a it's a it's a guide. And again, it, most of the time, it has nothing to do with the band. Um, when Fred Armisen came from the middle of the map, he's played at the Folly. We went out and bought him. You know, they want hummus and, and salsa and chips and pita and gum and a case of water, a case of beer, a case of soda, and uh, buyouts for three people. Buyout means that you're going to buy them dinner, and if you don't provide a meal, you have to give X number of dollars per person in, in the entourage. And it says that that he's three people, and they need all this money, and, and he comes, Fred Armisen, and he's in the green room, and he's like, why do you buy me all this stuff? <laughs> and worse than buying him all this stuff, we had a donut named after him that we partnered with the Donut Lounge. They came up with the Fred Armisenamon Donut. And um, he was friends with Amy Mann, which played in your room that year at Middle of the Map. And he's like, you know what? Take all this stuff and give it to Amy. And it was so funny because for him to be that cognizant of, of everything happening at the festival. But... Writers are this, it's just this myth, mythical, mystical bullet point list of suggested things that for the most part, the crew are going to eat and not the band. It's a, here's what we'd like and here's, okay, what do you really need? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's usually yeah. the conversation. Um, I mentioned earlier my, one of my favorite shows that you've ever booked, uh, or I didn't mention it yet, but we're going to hear music from Chance the Rapper, which is one of my favorite shows you've ever booked. And then we're going to hear music from the Chemical Brothers, uh, with Beck featuring uh, him on this spot. And Beck will be here September 12th out at uh, Arrowhead with you two. And Chemical Brothers was one of your favorite shows back at Red Rocks. So why don't we hear some music? Here's Donnie Trumpet and Chance the Rapper playing Sunday Candy. Uh, again, when he played your room, you knew it was a special night. Absolutely. And that he would never play a room that small again. So much so that they were rehearsing for the show at they were the White for the, Sox for the stadium. Yeah, show in Chicago. And they held doors, which I'm sure you love. He went through the whole show, <laughs> and it was, I think, nobody, I think people were a little afraid to say no to him at, the, at that point, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I think he was, a fierce he was such a perfectionist and it was such an important show. 
coming up that he wanted to go through it and make sure he was comfortable yeah with where he's going what was happening tomorrow but the show was great you and, saw it i mean it was oh crazy unbelievable production. the animatronics and robots and and I think at the end of the day, once everybody got in there, and it was, you know, once they were in the building, the show happened. There was not, we had yeah. complaints up to that point, but not another complaint afterwards. Yeah, so. great show. Well, here's music from Donnie Chumpet, Chance Rapper. The song is called Sunday Candy. She can say in her voice, in her way, that she loves me. With her eyes, with her smile, with her belt, with her hands, with her money. I am the thesis of her prayers. Her nieces and her nephews are just pieces of the layers. Only one she loves as much as me is Jesus Christ and Taylor. I got a future song singing for my grandma. You sing it too, but your grandma ain't my grandma. Mine's is handmade, pan fried, sun dried, south side, and beat the devil by a landslide. Praying with her hands tied, president of my fan club, Santa. Something told me I should bring my money. Gotta move it slowly, taking in my body like it's holy. On Monday, if I had tweaked and missed you, you look so good with the hat on, had to match with the shoes. Came and dressed in the satin, I came and sat in your pew. I come to Christmas for dinner, 50 rolls on my plate. Hella holes in my stocking, holding your pockets in place. I like my love with the budget, I like my hugs with a scent. You smell like light gas while the electricity rent. You sound like why the gospel choir got so tired. Singing this crazy daily basis, so I gotta try it. You my dream catcher, dream team, team captain. Matter of fact, I ain't. See you in a minute, let me take my butt to church. You better come on in. Come on in this house. It's gonna Holy, I've been waiting for you for the whole week. I've been praying for you, you're my Sunday king. You gotta, gotta move, move slowly.
Send the Williams are available online at knuckleheadskc.com. I am waiting for your essence. Lucinda Williams. Lucinda Williams, Wednesday, August 2nd at Knuckleheads in support of the bridge. We just heard some music from the Chemical Brothers with a little help from Beck. The song was called Wide Open. Uh, this is the 8160 here on 90.9 on The Bridge, and it's promoter month, and we're hanging out this week with Mike Ducharme. He talked about the Chemical Brothers being one of the favorite shows that he ever booked when they played out at Red Rocks along with Fatboy Slim, and I am jealous for having not been there. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, Sarah's out this week, so John Hart's sitting in, and uh, again, I wish we could record like a bootleg cut and let you all hear the jargon happening off air while you are listening to music because it's it's really been a great show thanks for coming in mike thanks for and me. thanks for uh making a special appearance this week john hart um some more questions for you uh i asked you to name names please uh the nicest guys in the business i guess that's i mean we deal with a lot of people that are, are challenging and then i think we deal with a lot of people that are really nice but i think when you asked me this the first thing that came to my head was dallas green from sitting color like I, their whole band is whenever they've come through have been just so nice to deal with and just super refreshing i mean our runner's birthday was the day they were playing last time they were here mm-hmm. and dallas actually went across the street and bought a cake and had her name put on it and brought it back to her which is just like just yeah something nice like that just doesn't wow. happen and know? they're here they're uh sitting color is at the midland uh on monday august 21st uh, eclipse day yeah. And the support act is getting a lot of love. I know I, he's filling my inbox and John Hart's as well. Marlon Williams. Marlon yeah. Williams. And, uh, yeah, we, we can't share anything yet, but we got a an early cut of the video that they're still working on, and it's very different and pretty cool. 
So two more quick questions for you. Uh, any bands out there still on your bucket list to see or book? You asked me that, and I think I said Dr. Dre, and I was like, that's not a band. Well, but still, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> but I haven't seen him. Like, he played, I was out at Coachella, I think, two years ago. And man, I guess, yeah. They played one, he played the second week, and he didn't come out. I was uh, standing there, I think it was Snoop Dogg, and Warren G came out, all these people, and I was like, okay, here he comes, here he comes. He didn't come out. And then, of course, I heard next week he was, he played, so. Did you watch The Defiant Ones? I have not watched it. Neil's told me. Listen, it everyone, yeah. if you like music at all, it doesn't matter if you even if you don't like hip hop. The Defiant Ones on HBO uh, about Jimmy uh, Jimmy Iovine from Interscope Records and Dr. Dre. Four hours of television that I wish had a hundred more hours behind it because it's so good, such good uh, television uh, on HBO. The Defiant Ones. Who's on your bucket list? You know, I, we were talking about that off air and. I was lucky to scratch off the kind of the last spot, which was Aphex Twin. Last December, I went down to Houston to see him, but um, I haven't. I don't. I don't know. I maybe I should time to make a new bucket list. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> but um, one more question for you, and we're, we're actually gonna have to miss one of these songs. But uh, what are you listening to right now? New stuff. I mean, reality. I, I listen to constantly what I'm working on. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. constantly hearing about new stuff. We're hearing about new acts. So I think I'm always trying to get familiar with all those things. So it's, it's an impossible yeah. thing, right? I mean, Coulter Wall is one that I that I put down because that was a record I listened to and I mowed my lawn to it for the last three to yeah. that record for the last three weeks or those last couple records. So I know he's coming to the Riot Room. It's going to be a great show, and it's that I think Petit Biscuit something is a little bit different. It's, you know, it's spelled biscuit, but it's pronounced petite biscuit. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's really, it really changes. I was listening to Satyricon this morning, which is completely different. So it really changes. I mean, for, by the hour in my office, I'm sure I'm a horrible person to sit next to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you for coming in and joining us this week, and I'll of course see you on Tuesday, next Tuesday at Fleet Foxes. Looking really forward to that show, and there's still tickets available for that mm-hmm. show. Um, we're gonna go out with music from Middle Kids. Uh, a band that I love, I actually saw at Old Tank Room, and uh, you know we're spending them a lot on this station, and I know some other stations in town are spending them a lot. But you have them out at Beach Ball on Friday, September eighth, and uh, it's a band from Australia mm-hmm. that it, it is such a great single. Um, but I'm happy to happy they'll be in town, and thanks for bringing them back. Um, but any other parting words before you uh, before I kick you out of here? Keep coming to shows. Keep me employed. <laughs> well, you know, I think one thing so that we all talk. have been really curious about is getting inside the Truman. Yeah, Truman's going to be. I mean, it's, I'm excited. We got paint on the walls. I think everybody. It's, it's going to be a really great addition to the music scene here. Again, really mid September, Tech Nine. Mid September, we got about you know 35 or 40 shows this year. I think a good mix of stuff, a little bit of something for everybody. So, I think it's just going to be. I'm, I'm really excited to get the doors open and get people in there. Yeah. Slow dive, trombone, shorty. Um, Mason Jennings and another announcement that's coming up next week, I think, too, that I think Bridge listeners will be excited about. Well, about three about. or four shows a week we'll be announcing that's from, great. Here, from here to eternity, happen, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. And again, next week we'll be uh, sit down with Frank uh, Hicks from Knuckleheads as we continue Promoter Month here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. Thanks again to John for hanging out with us. Here's music from Middle Kids. The song is called Edge of Town. Catch him on Friday, September 8th at Beach Ball. Thanks, everybody. I can remember anything you say when the streets are talking. Yeah, they call my name. And I walk a little further. I could go all day.
the trees are reaching, pointing out the way. Take it for a while. 